But if you must know, it was The Kid Called Christmas on Netflix for tonight. Last night we saw Christmas Heart. <laughs> I'm confessing. Welcome to Con Café for the second day of December, year of our Lord, 2021. We're looking at Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, in the message version of the Bible. And it's called, Fit and Pleasing Before the Lord. And I pray this bring a blessing to your life, may it bring a blessing to your Advent journey, and may it help you in all that you need help with. And so I pray that this bring blessings to all who listen, to all who read. Hear now the word of God, verse 1. Look, I'm sending my messenger on ahead to clear the way for me. Suddenly, out of the blue, the leader you've been looking for will enter his temple. Yes, the messenger of the covenant the one you've been waiting for. Look, he's on his way. A message from the mouth of God of the angel armies. But who will be able to stand up to that coming? Who can survive his appearance? He'll be like white hot fire from the smelter's furnace. He'll be like the strongest lye soap at the laundry. He'll take his place as a refiner of silver, as a cleanser of dirty clothes. He'll scrub the Levite priests clean, refine them like gold and silver until they're fit for God, fit to present offerings of righteousness. Then and only then will Judah and Jerusalem be fit and pleasing to God as they used to be in the years long ago. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Well, a gracious and blessed Thursday, dear Concafe family, and may the joy of the Lord bless your day in wondrous ways, dear friend. And dear friends, as we pray today, I ask that you make some prayers or time for some prayers for Mr. Rob Rocha of Duncanville, Texas, who is in the hospital with some very serious medical issues. Uh, I was able to speak to him this evening. He texted me early at about 2.18 this morning saying that he was in the ER, couldn't explain, but he would call me later. And I didn't read that text until uh, a little after I woke up at 6 or so. And uh, texted him, didn't hear back from him. Finally a text, and then this evening I called him. But I pray for Rob's comfort and healing and pray also for his wife Pauline and his children and grandchildren that Rob may find healing and strength for this that he's going through. As always, dear friends, please pray for one another. Lift up your needs before the Lord in full faith that God will answer you. Well, any big event or project is best carried out when planned properly. Very few things, if any, just fall into place on their own. Those of us old enough to remember Billy Graham and his crusades, and you may be seen one or two on television, uh, most of them seem to be in black and white back in the days of, you know, square uh, or rectangular, yeah, square rectangular television. But you would know that Billy preached in almost every major city in the world. And these meetings, dear friends, did just not happen with Billy casually announcing, hey, guess what, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia. No, it took years of planning and preparations that involved as many of the churches in the particular city that he wanted to, to uh, preach in. And that would be churches that wanted to participate, not to mention commit financially for each church and different sections of the community to share in 
helping underwrite the arrival of such a major preacher. Prayer meetings would be held, trainings were held for volunteer ushers and those that would hear the the confessions and, and decisions for, for God. There were prayer partners that needed to be trained. There would be follow-up contact people and an endless list of other obligations that had to be arranged, all for the sake of bringing a wonderful preacher to a city in hopes of bringing change, revival, and conversions to an area that desperately needed such. And for all the money that was collected for such an evangelistic crusade, Billy was famous for receiving only $25,000 annual salary for many years. We're looking at the preparations that God put in place for the arrival, first of his messenger and then of his son. And of course, Jesus was the key, but John's role was very key as well. So, an undertaking to receive the Son of God is beyond comprehension. So many things and obstacles were in place and had been for years simply to oppose the work of God. Stop and think about that. Since page two or three of the Bible, we get introduced to he that would stop God or thwart God or try to defeat God. And uh, it just boggles the mind that as Jesus is set to come, by the way he did his birth, his, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, and all that God did through him, right behind was the doubt, the anger, the hatred, the resentment, and so many other things that would stand opposite the good that God could bring through Jesus. The shadow of Satan has closely followed the blazing light of God from the very beginning of time. Though we know Satan to be a defeated enemy, he nonetheless believes he can rewrite the ending that he knows is coming. He's a defeated foe. Say that once or twice. In faith, that Satan is a defeated foe. The delight of decades were his, when prophets and other servants of God suffered torture, torment, and even death. Oh, the joy that came to Satan's heart, or whatever is in place of a heart, whenever a king of Israel or king of Judah would, would go against God and start, you know, the false idol worship and sacrifice of children and that kind of thing. That delighted him for many decades, for eras, and even he would dare fight tooth and nail to oppose anything or anyone who would dare bring about anything different, especially anything positive that God wanted to bring to the earth. So it's in the closing book of the Old Testament that we find the words of this passage, from God to God's people. God is sending a messenger with the purpose of clearing the way for God and God's Son. It would seem like it was, quote, suddenly out of the blue, that the leader would enter his temple, bringing with him the message of the covenant for which the people had been wanting and wishing for, for many, many, many years. And the word was that he's on his way. His very appearance would be more than, than people could humanly stand to view because of, of the purity and the holiness that comes with the appearance of this Messiah. And so it's 
necessary to prepare the way because the very appearance of Jesus would be a glimpse into glory, which is all holiness and purity. And his responsibility would be to serve as a refiner of silver and a cleanser of dirty clothes. And his task would be to clean those who should have been clean to begin with, making them, and I'm quoting here, fit for God and fit for doing what they should have been doing out of righteousness instead of power and prestige. It would be once those religious leaders were clean that both Judah and Jerusalem would be fit and pleasing to God as they were in the years long ago. It's sad to think that these men, because they were primarily men, and there were some women that were serving in the temple, were not doing it for God. They were doing it for themselves. They weren't doing it to bless. They were doing it to amass. They were doing it to just get what they wanted and to enjoy this life for all it could offer rather than please God. But all that would change with the coming of Jesus. And to get everybody ready, well, we needed John, John the Baptist. And so, friends, as we continue our Advent journey, may we be open and honest with ourselves about where we stand and where we should stand. And may our preparations guide us to faithfulness and fruitfulness. Now more than ever, we need to be a powerful, positive witness for the good and the love and the grace that God shares or can share with those that seek it. Let's pray. Loving God, bless us with your joy and peace. May our journey through Advent bring us a Christmas hope and joy. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I pray this has blessed you. I pray if it has, that you would share that blessing with others. And I would pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your assignment. Show someone the joy of Advent peace today. Receive my blessings of joy and hope. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Please know that I love you and thank God for you. Amen.